My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast. How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. So we lost uh, Sandra D, Olivia Neutron Bomb, Olivia Newton John. Yeah, no, that's sad. Because I knew that name for sure. So I was like, all right, why do I know this name? What, like, why does this person? And then I looked, I was like, oh, that's extra sad now. All right, so name, what, what, what comes to mind when you think of Olivia Newton John? You got Sandra D? Uh, well, I mean, so, so Greece is obviously one. What else? Anything else? I forget. I knew some of the her catalog. I just uh, looked at it this morning, and I was just it's just deleted my mind. But I feel like I knew some of the parts she was in. I mean, yeah. So I think for for me, I mean, first it's Greece. Then she was also in Xanadu, right? Another uh, musical, right? Which is pretty cheesy, but I mean, it it was. I mean, the song Xanadu at least is very strong. And then she right. had her own just regular music career, right? She released albums, and so physical was her big kind of 80s hit which gets mm. kind of parodied a lot because it's like literally just her like working out in like a leotard with like a headband on and you know like the, that's the video <laughs> so like anytime you see somebody kind of in 80s spandex with leg warmers and a headband i mean that's kind of based on the look from the physical video yeah right and i think there's a new there's a new show starring oh, i can't think of the actress's name but it's called physical and like when you see the 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 stuff from that show, that's how she's dressed. And it's, it's based on Olivia Newton-John, for sure. You know what's really weird about that? Just over the weekend, um, I don't know why it came up, but like we were talking, Brittany and I were talking about Grease and Grease 2. 
and like mm-hmm. which one has better songs because Grease 2 is obviously a shittier movie like the movie Grease yes. 2 is terrible Grease 2 is trash it, but the songs are banging I mean the songs are and so we were like yeah. arguing well we weren't really arguing we were like ooh which was, it, it, it's a healthy debate yeah and so we were talking about how to figure it out and we're like we're like what if we did like a March Madness style brackets right you do the songs in the order that they come in the shows and you do you know the brackets ooh, and, and yeah. it's, so ultimately what's going to happen is you're really going to come down to your favorite song and your favorite song is going to then be the winner, which is then going to yeah. say this this movie songs are better than that movie songs, and and we 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 did it separately so we wouldn't uh, really uh, like influence each other. Yeah, yeah. We can, and and we st- we both came up with Grease Two as the winner, but that's because mm-hmm. you know like Cool Rider is the best song, right? Cool Rider wins out, yeah. you know. Over, but like there's some there were some good matchups in there, and I think we're going to do an episode of the podcast about it. We've been. So busy with life, we haven't done podcasts in a while. But I think we're gonna we're gonna pick that back up, and we we we're gonna do a podcast this week. So if you're you interested, go. Uh, go check out uh, the podcast. You can look up at Pi Day Family on Twitter and find us over there. Um, obviously, I can throw in the plugs because Kev's not here, right? So yes. uh, Kev's having internet issues, and we're not so even it's recording. A typical for Hawaiian Island, the gods have deemed. That due to the the sins committed by Big Kev, the horrible, disgusting sins he's committed, we can't even talk about it on air. He didn't throw the uh, virgin into the volcano this week in order to get the yeah. internet access. So yeah, he has no internet today. They'll get a leader because he's on route to the volcano with the virgin right now. <laughs> yeah, when, when as soon as as soon as the virgin sinks into the lava, much like a Terminator at the end of Terminator sinks yes. into the, Terminator yeah. once, Two. Once you get once you get the thumbs up from her that she's in, yeah, then then, then the internet comes back on. So so let's do let's do the the social medias right. Uh, be sure that you're following this program, Geek Stuff TNG, on the Facebooks, Twitters, and Instagrams. Uh, we have a website too. It's geekstufftng.com. Uh, you can call us on the GVM line, two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. And you can send us an email at geekstufftng at gmail.com. Or you can follow the show on the Patreons. You can support us there. A dollar a month, you get access to the Discord server where you can chat with us. There's a a lot of healthy uh, conversation going on over there in the Discord server. For $3 a month, you get the early bird special, right? So as soon as we finish editing an episode, it goes live on uh, the Patreons, and then the new shows come out every Friday. Also on the Patreons with the early bird special, you get the prep sheet, uh, which has like 14 pages of stuff on it. But I only put the stuff that we talked about on that episode. Um... For $5 a month, it's the bonus round, right, where you get the sandwich shop, the bonus show on the weekends, and then on the 1st and 15th, you get vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. We're in uh, the 80s, about 100 episodes ago, or I'm sorry, about 600 episodes ago, and you can find out what's been happening. I think that's circa 2007. <laughs> eight, eight or seven at this point. Yeah, and then uh, for $10 a month, when we do the shows live, you get to watch them live, and you'll see us and all the shenanigans that all go on behind the news. Yes. So with that, I think that we should get started. Geek stuff. What's in the news? So uh, let's see. Let's let's just jump into like casting news. Uh, we were talking about him right before we got started. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito, right? You know him from Mandalorian, from Breaking Bad, from Better Call Saul, from uh, the he Boys. Does video game work. <laughs> he does a lot of video game voiceover too. Well, he he was in um there was a game, Far Cry Six, but he was just the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so he, he was very prominent there. He is just. Uh, he was not in Kenobi, though. I will say that. It's Dean. Oh, hello there. Damn it. Hello there. <laughs> it's Dean. Hello there. The wrong button. Uh, 
He was not in that other show, but he was in Mandalorian. Time frames don't line up for those two shows, though, right? I mean, I guess no, not at all. Theoretically, like he could be in it, but he would be way young. Yeah, he'd be, it'd be a younger version of him for sure. Yeah. Okay, whatever um, that looks like. Yeah, but I mean, it, and he he's just gotten this reputation of kind of playing these very deadpan, serious, oh, corporate deadpan bad guys. Yeah, like like they they show no emotion and they're just kind of chilling, yeah. kind of scary guys. Yeah. So he is uh, in talks with Marvel to play Professor X. But like, I I I just don't think I can see him being Professor X because I'm not saying I think of Professor X as necessarily the like nurturing type, but like I'm not scared of Professor X. If I see John Carlo come up in in, in the chair. I think he's the bad guy. Well, and that's I think I think that we're just he's typecasted very. He's, he's too typecast because I think that he's a very strong actor. Because certainly, if you see him as an individual, he's like a happy guy. He's having a good time. Oh, yeah, like he, I imagine he. I've never met him personally. Obviously, I've heard not a single bad thing. I've heard he's a really nice guy. You know, he'll talk to you, listen to you. You know what I mean? Like he's he's a nice person, but his the roles he's been in for. At this point, almost a decade. Yeah. He's just been corporate evil bad person. Yeah, so I, I kind of want to see him with... Because again, also, they may be taking a dark... I mean, because I, 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 I think somebody said in the, in the Discord server, right? Professor X yeah. isn't, a, isn't a choir boy. I mean, he's, he's not got the greatest track record, right? Like, oh, yeah. So, but, I mean, th- there's a dark side to Professor X, too. But I would still like to just see... I would like to see him playing... A good guy just to see a different I'm not saying you can't do MCU work I'm not saying he can't be a good guy I just don't see him as Professor X because like I said I feel like Professor X I I just don't see John Carlos I keep saying John Carlos I keep thinking of a baseball player I just don't see uh, this gentleman playing the role just yeah it's Giancarlo right Giancarlo Giancarlo come on Italian guy say it right they say Giancarlo okay well, I wanted to, I wanted to hear it with the accent. Let's let, you know. Let's let's hear his full name. Give me his full name. Oh, hold on. Let me pull that up again. You got to read it so long. <laughs> yeah. Drum roll, folks. We have. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Come on, come on. Why is it never easy to find? Why is everything always a problem for me? Okay, Giancarlo Giuseppe. Wait, Giancarlo Giuseppe. Alessandro Esposito. That's quite that's quite a long name. I don't know. I mean, again, I, I'm I'm I think he's a good actor, so I'm interested to seeing him doing something different. There's a, again, you know, you may have an image of uh, Professor X in your mind, but you know, again, this is the movie version, the Marvel oh, yeah. Cinematic Universe, and it can be anybody. Much the same that you know, before the Ultimates universe, right? Are the mm-hmm. Ultimates comics, right? Nick Fury had a specific look to him, right? Yeah. And then they did the Ultimates, and then literally drew him to look like Sam Jackson. And then when the cinematic universe comes around, they cast Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. Right. But so, I mean, it can be, it really can be whatever we want. It can work. I'm not saying he, I'm not saying it can't work. It's just going to have to do, in my opinion, a little bit of work to like ease him up. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm going to use. Yeah. Well, so, so it's interesting. We'll see. Uh, Other casting news. There's going to be Sonic the Hedgehog three is set for a Christmas 2024 release date. 
So I guess Jim Carrey is coming all the way out of retirement. Is he out of his one week? He just he just retired officially, yeah. and he's going to come back. Is he in it? That that was the question. I guess right because I think they said they wouldn't do it without him. I thought, or maybe they will. But I thought I thought the word was there is no three if there's not a Jim Carrey. So, but who knows? I maybe mean, maybe it does. Uh, it says the franchise stars James Marsden, Jim Carrey, and Ben Schwartz. Yes. So. I mean, Jim Carrey's only going to do Sonic movies from now on. That's it. Well, He's retired theory, from non-Sonic think, acting. This one, I think, would be the last one, at least. Well, no, because Sonic is kind of open-ended. You can just keep going. It's a side-scroller. Well, it goes to the right forever and ever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it just keeps scrolling right. <laughs> um, this is going to be not exciting to you, but uh, Baby Shark's big movie is going to be a feature-length original animated film for Paramount+. Plus. Did that song that was a, like a meme in 2019 finally get a movie? That's it. I mean, it's yeah, it's a kid's song. And then it became, like, there's a there's a whole YouTube channel for kids based on Baby Shark. <laughs> based from, it's, a, it's a company called Pinkfong, right, that mm-hmm. makes children's songs. And yeah. um, what I think is funny is is it's, it's clearly, like, Pinkfong, I think, means... I think Fong means fox, like in, yeah. I, I don't know, I don't know whether it's, I, I don't know, it, it's an Asian company, mm-hmm. and so clearly they do the songs in other languages, and then, you know, and then they're translated and sung in English and in Spanish, and in, like Baby Shark, you could hear in like every language, right? Yeah. Um, but it, what I, what, so it, it, kids love the songs, you know, they're catchy kids songs, they all have some kind of animation, animated video to every song in the Pink Fong library. <laughs> I mean, so you could just pop your kid in front of the TV and let them watch the Pink Fong YouTube channel and they'll just see kids' songs all day. But what drives yeah. me crazy is, speaking of the public domain, right, the public domainiverse, uh, publicdomainiverse.com yeah. owned by this uh, this network. Um, speaking of the public domain, like they do songs, they the, the music is something that you already know and then they have their own lyrics to it. So it can like drive you, like it may be, the music for Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, and then they'll just be talking about, ooh, the gorilla goes to the jungle or whatever, but it's to the it's to different tunes. And it, yeah. that bothers me because it's like, oh, well, we'll just take music that somebody else already wrote and then we'll make new words for it, right? They're just putting <laughs> they're just putting lyrics over other public domain yes. music, right? But then also, because I think that it's it's all translated from another language, so like it doesn't it doesn't rhyme and it doesn't always even make sense sometimes. It's like that's not you know, like a kid's song, you think of a kid, they have like very much a rhyme scheme to them. So it's just kind of, it takes me a long time to get used to um, the style of the Baby Shark uh, song library. But again, if you've got, one day when you have kids, you'll listen to the Baby Shark songs, I promise. When, when you and Mrs., when you and the future Mrs. Sandwich start having your children, you will listen and to And then Baby Kevin, Shark. Kevin hears those exact words leave your mouth and looks off in the distance and says, what did Scott just say? <laughs> One day, your the, your children your children will take over this podcast, and your children's children, and your children's children after that, and it will be <laughs> geek stuff infinity at that point. <laughs> geek stuff in space. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'm looking forward to that. Speaking of in space, did you see that uh, William Shatner said it, it le- left him weeping his his trip to space, like he was so oh, emotional from it? I, I mean, I imagine that's a lot. I mean, especially for like, there's, so the guy, you know, 
he did like he was in the first like space show, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, you get to go there and, you know, that's a view very few people have ever seen. So, you know, it's just it's incredible to see it. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes sense to, you know, just be crying how beautiful the world is and how literally insignificant we all are when you really back up and look at Earth at that scale. Yeah. Yeah, and I, mean, I can't you know, even imagine. He's still going strong. He was the he is the oldest person to have been to space, right? At ninety, so Jeez, he's ninety. Captain Kirk. I mean, I, he still seems to be going strong, but he's not going to be with us forever. It's going to be a big yeah, deal when, I mean, when we when we lose Shatner. Oh yeah, people, people don't realize like how much I feel like time has been like COVID. People forget that has been going on for two years at this point, yeah. and even before that, like. People are like, oh, just enjoying life. Like, we've time skipped. <laughs> yeah, time travel. Yeah, it's it's just like, uh, yeah, like when you accidentally hit the fast forward button, it moves forward, yeah. and then you're like, eh, I'm not gonna rewind. I'm just gonna keep going. It's fine. Or yeah. or like when you leave the room to go to the bathroom and it's still playing, and you come back and you're like, eh, I'll figure it out from context clues. What's happening? I don't need to watch that. Exactly. Yeah. Unlike unlike the David Tennant movie where you look at your phone for a minute and then you don't know what the hell's going on. Ah, not David Tennant. Start. I'm sorry, the movie Tenet. The movie the, Tenet, the, yeah. Uh, Christopher Nolan movie. It's yeah, weird. You I was just... away, you, you order a pizza on your phone real quick because you're hungry, and you look up and, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> and now you got to start over. Um, yeah, I know. The only reason I say that is because I was just list, I was just editing and posting uh, yeah. last week's episode. Um, yeah. Episode 690, Saturday Morning Cartoons. Um, so did I ever tell you my, my Shatner story? Please do. So, I mean, again, I, I've seen him do a couple of panels. I've never, like, gotten the autograph or anything, uh, you know, because, again, it's upwards of, you know, probably 100 bucks to get a, a Shatner yeah. autograph. But, uh, and this that was a few years ago. And so we were at, we, had, we were finishing up our day at San Diego Comic-Con. We were at, you know, whatever restaurant getting burgers. We were at, we were at an Islands restaurant getting burgers. We're sitting there waiting. And, uh, you know, Shatner tweeted something. And then I, you know, responded to the tweet and kind of, like, asked a question or said something and then he responded back to that. And then I responded. And then he responded. And then I responded one more time. And like, and then I was waiting and like, he didn't respond. And then I responded a second time. And I'm like, that's it. You know, I got too eager. Right. You know, like I was literally having a conversation with Shatner over yeah. Twitter. But then like when yeah. it's like when you double text a girl, like after the first date, like, you don't you don't want to text too soon. And you don't want to text yeah. twice until they answer. I texted yeah. twice. And then he's like, okay, it's uh, too eager. Uh, You're gone, cut off. Gone. <laughs> but it was like, I was literally like. On during Comic Con, having a text yeah. conversation with with William Shatner, like that's like like a brush with celebrity <laughs> greatness for me. It was pretty exciting. Still talks about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I really, I do. I still remember it. It's like I'm sure when I, when I finally do go get the uh, get get the uh, photo op with him, it's like, hey, remember that time we tweeted? Look, here it is. Here's the here's the tweet. <laughs> I'll look it up in my Twitter history. This was our conversation six years ago at Comic Con. Oh, like, nice. Thank yeah. you. He'll be like. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Just smile for the picture and then get out of here. You move on to the next one. Yeah. Um, speaking of photo ops, uh, the the L.A. Comic Con early bird tickets just went on sale, and Giancarlo uh, Pizzito's photo op is like eighty bucks just to price those things That's out. But so he's going to be at L.A. Comic Con. I, you know, like I don't get that many photo ops, but damn, he's in everything. I feel like I should go ahead yeah. and get the photo op because. He's in at least four or five different properties of stuff that I like. And, I mean, I like yeah. him going all the way back to, you know, bugging out in uh, and do the right thing. So, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I probably should spend the 80 bucks. I mean, he's a very high profile. Yeah. So, really, 80 bucks 
isn't that expensive for as high profile as he is. 80 bucks isn't that much for a lifetime experience. Yeah, I mean, so... And and with that that being said, if you're thinking about going to L.A. Comic-Con, I believe it's in December this year. Uh, they moved it. It used to be around Halloween, and then COVID, they were trying to get one in last year, so they couldn't get it in by October, but I think it happened in December, and I think they liked that time frame, so I think they're going to keep it up again, so between Thanksgiving and Christmas. But I don't know, don't know the exact dates, but I got there my tickets go. today, so... Nice. Uh, let's see. Other casting news. Uh, over at the MCU, it looks like Kevin Fahey wants Ryan Gosling to be Ghost Rider. So which one? Yeah, I mean, that's the question, because they've already moved on to the car Ghost Rider on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. which, although it's probably considered no longer canon, right? Yeah, it's like mixed canon, I'm going to call it. Yeah, but you, you like, have to have motorcycle Ghost Rider before car Ghost Rider, right? They're different guys. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know the... Yeah. So J- Johnny is first. I think there's someone in the middle. I forget his name. And then we get Robbie. And so Robbie's the one that was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, he's the car dude. Yeah. Now, well, let me ask you, do they go away? Like, is Johnny gone before Robbie? Like, that's how the next one comes into I existence? I think, yeah, like the spirit, like, it's some weird thing. I'm just, like, tangentially, I enjoy Ghost Rider. Where it's like the spirit, I think... It's a spirit of vengeance, or it's like an angel sometimes, and then it's like Robbie's thing is like it's like the spirit of like some bad guy, or it, it's it's a strange, it's a strange continuity, but I think multiple Ghost Riders can exist at the same time. I think can or can like, I think right can yes can okay. I think, but I think right now. Um, you know, I even think right now it, they're just doing like Cosmic Ghost Rider, which is a whole separate thing. Oh, that's interesting. What does he ride on? Like, like a, a space comet? motorcycle? Space and it's motorcycle? The <laughs> and it's the Punisher. It's Frank Castle. Wait, literally in, in current continuity, Frank Castle is the Ghost Rider. In current continuity in the future, in this timeline, because Marvel Comics, Frank Castle is Cosmic Ghost Rider, for, and he's... The the Herald for Galactus or Thanos. Are you shitting me? All three it's of those weird. things. That's. I mean, that just sounds ridiculous. Like, yes. Okay. Yes. Now, is this is this some is this a time jump though? This is in the future, so they can always come back and, and stop future. all this from happening. Yes. Yes. But that's where that's where Marvel Comics is today. They're 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 fast. They're they're time jumped forward. They're uh, they're all over. <laughs> that's true. No no, there is no continuity. That is. That just doesn't make any sense. So not only is he... So first of all, you take the Punisher yes. and then make him the Ghost Rider yes. and then make him Galactus' Herald, right? Some I mean, you know... cosmic version of it. Yeah, that's that's just... That seems silly. It, yes. <laughs> it, it, it would make sense for, like, the, the spirit of Ghost Rider, right? Because it is a spirit of vengeance to want yeah. to inhabit the Punisher. Like, that makes sense. But it seems like that would be a short-term plot line, right? Like... The spirit needed yeah. somewhere to to go for a moment. It jumps into Frank Castle and then goes back into, or whatever. Like, Insert name here. Yeah, that seems like a, a a good story arc, but that doesn't seem like oh, Frank Castle's the the, yes. the Ghost Rider now. Uh, and then we put his motorcycle in space. In space, jeez. If you know more about uh, the current Marvel continuity, although Kev would love to jump up and down and rant about it, but if you know more, dear listener, you can call the GVM line. Two zero one seven three zero two five four seven, and let us know, and you can hear yourself on a future episode of Geek Stuff TNG. 
Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, in, over in the MCU, uh, Kang Dynasty is going to be directed by uh, Shang-Chi's uh, Destin Daniel Cretton. Uh, I think so I'm, I'm pronouncing I mean, that, he, that name right. He did right. a final shot with Shang-Chi. I mean, I don't know. I don't know his body work beyond that, though. So, like, is he... Does he have a lot of, like, big superhero credits? Because if you're doing Kang Dynasty, that's, like, a big... That's a big deal. You know yeah. what I mean? That's supposed to be, like, the next major event in theory, right? Am I, not, am I imagining that? Yeah, well, I mean, you're right. But, I mean, again, I think that you could say he proved himself with Shang-Chi because it, it, it was a good movie. It looked It certainly looked really good. I mean, yeah. you know, it was... You know, I didn't have any problems with the plot, but I mean, nobody could say there was anything wrong with the visuals. So, yeah, let's see. Um, the MCU has, has been kind of sour for me lately. Maybe it's just me. I, I think it's just the fact that phase four is a. It's like a it's like a plateau, right? So it's yeah. like been going up, 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 phase four kind of plateaus. It's going to start going back up, 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 but you're not feeling the same rise. <laughs> you know tension. what it is, too? It's just like. Everything else before, and you just said this, you know, it's it was like making a soup with ingredients that made sense. And I feel like we're making like we're gonna put chicken in this soup, or we're gonna put some jelly in this soup, and then maybe some, some fruity pebbles in the soup, and then all of those the ingredients will make a lot of jokes throughout their their continuity that don't feel like they deserve to be there. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it's because I saw Thor recently, and there was. Oh yeah. You, you, so what did you think? I, I again, I still haven't seen it, so don't spoil it. Yes. But uh, Kev yeah, said it, did, it didn't move the, the big plot about, at all. It did not move any plot forward, really. Um, it it puts. So obviously, do Thor will return. So at some point, we know Thor is going to come back. Um, and what he's doing, I guess, doesn't really like. It's strange. Um, you know, Korg was kind of a not enjoyable part of the film for me, only because, like Kev said, he would just make a joke or say something silly, I felt like, a little more often than I wanted him to. Hmm. And, like, everything was a lot more, like, jokey and, like, it, it felt like an action comedy. And I'm not against action comedies, but like it also felt like I'm trying to do what I did in Ragnarok, but better. Yeah. But Ragnarok was an experience because it was fresh and new. And when you just do it again, you're going when you go back to the well for that kind of style, it's just like I don't know. I'm not saying that movie can't work, but a second Thor movie doing the same thing as Ragnarok just felt kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, well, and that I think that I think that even Kev mentioned it early on with all the hype for Thor. It's like it's going to be tough to live it up because Ragnarok was so kind of universally loved and so different, and kind of really kind of redeemed the Thor franchise because one was okay, two was generally considered the worst MCU movie. So then Ragnarok yeah. kind of redeemed all that. So there's a lot of expectations put on Love and Thunder, and it just it was too much. I think Thor Love and Thunder is suffering from exactly the same thing that Phase 4 is suffering from, right? There's, you know, a decade of expectation and it's hard to keep to keep that pace up forever. You have to plateau and yeah. rest for a moment and before yeah. moving on. That's what it feels like. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Um, let's see. Moving out of the MCU, uh, let's see. Avatar The Last Airbender has cast the actor to play the Cabbage Merchant. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean anything to me, but I think you're our resident uh, anime expert. So tell me who the Cabbage yes. Merchant is. So it was just like a running gag throughout the show that wherever they would go, you know, there are a bunch of like kids with superpowers, essentially. That's the thing for Avatar. Just the most the most generically explained kids with superpowers save the world. Okay. Um, they'd go around and there'd be this guy with a, a, a cart full of cabbages walking around and they would like blow through the cart and destroy his his cart and his cabbages and he would scream my cabbages <laughs> so it just where is and he, he they traveled the world throughout the show and everywhere they went he would just somehow appear it felt like and they would destroy his cabbage cart it became the ongoing joke so he's just trying to live <laughs> his life he moves to a different town to get away from it to yes. rebuild and then the avatar show up and then these same kids <laughs> run through his cart and like destroy it all right well, let's see. That actor's name is... Hold on, I just had it in front of me. That actor's name is uh, James C.S.I.E. He's going to oh, be, cool. be playing the voice of that character. All right. Yeah, I um, think the live-action thing, too, which is going to be interesting. Because yeah. it's, it's technically... It's in an anime style, but it's an American cartoon. So it's technically oh, not an anime. I see. So it's live-action, but they're, they're playing the voice yeah. act. So the guy that was the voice... Yeah. in the anime is going to be playing the character in the live action so that's the yes. that's the that's the story there yeah. cool uh let's see knives out sequel it's called glass onion is what? uh so they're ready to and that's going to be at the Toronto Film Festival which might have already happened so the knives out sequel should be available to view soon did you like knives oh, out cool uh knives out i i thought it was fine it, f- it felt like adult clue i mean it, i mean it's it's a yeah it's a everyone in the room kind of mystery right you know, yeah. it's like it's like uh, you know, Murder on the Orient Express, or you know, yeah, so one of the people in this room did it. We got to figure it out, kind of thing. But yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it. I don't know what the sequel is. But yeah, I, mean? I think the sequel is just Daniel Craig's character, right? Just following the detective yeah. guy, right? Which, I mean, that's good. involving a glass onion. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing, though. If you look, when you get a good detective, it's about a detective who yeah. solves cases using mm-hmm. clues as Mr. Ron Bennington used to say. Um, when you get a good detective character, then, you know, the rest of it just kind of writes itself. Any you can, you can take any mystery story and then just wrap it around your detective. So if you think about, yeah. a, again, from a comedy detective like Inspector Clouseau or House is just about a de- the, the medical detective or, you know, whatever it is, right? So, so uh, Daniel Craig's character in that movie was well-received, so why not keep writing mysteries with that character as long as you can, right? Did you hear about the uh, third one? Chili Dog? <laughs> Seriously? No. No. <laughs> why, why did you say that? What is... No, no, because it just feels like generic, like knives out, glass onion, oh, chili dog. <laughs> just two, ra- two random words. It's like it's yeah. like uh, mystery Mad Libs. You just pick pick a noun and a... Uh, a noun and an adjective or yeah. something like that. <laughs> and a location. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Um, Paramount is going to remake a Korean thriller called The Gangster, the Cop, and the Devil. Hmm. So I would imagine that that movie that it's based on is probably a really interesting, I mean, you know, Korean movie. So giving it, you get a uh, you get an American version of it that because people probably wouldn't watch it in the in the native language, right? And it looks yeah. like Stallone is going to be producing that. Huh. Uh, that's interesting. 
Isn't Stallone up there too? That uh, he's not in it. He's producing it, so that's one thing. But. Right. But he, uh, he isn't he up there. You mean getting old? Yeah. Yeah. He's like seventy five now, right? Right. I mean, yeah. What uh, Schwarzenegger just turned seventy five, wasn't it? And Stallone's yeah. got to be around the same age, if not somewhere in the seventies for sure. Did 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 his character die in the first Creed movie or the second Creed movie? Has 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 Rocky no, Balboa died he, or is he still around? Rocky Balboa is still alive, but he's like not he's so they they, they made spoiler alert for creed 2 that came out in like 2015 <laughs> or whenever it came out um at the end of the of the movie you know creed wins the fight and he, he says wins? Oh, rocky, come. he wins what a shock yeah rocky come up into the ring with me let's celebrate and rocky's like nah it's your time now and he it, they, they do a moment of shooting a scene of creed and and the girl going up the stairs and him sitting in a chair watching them go up and like him going to go back inside with his son and like he's stepping away from the boxing world so if we get a third one i don't see rocky being in it right isn't, I mean? isn't there talk of a drago like having drago. wait oh, yeah, was, was drago's kid in creed 2 yes he was the bad guy okay so then there's talk but of he a, was a the sequel. most likable bad guy i've seen in a long time yeah so I, I wonder if there's there's talk I think there's talk of a spinoff, yes, uh, with following that kid. That would be awesome, right? I'd now, be more excited for that than a Creed three. Was was Drago in it or was it Drago's kid? Like did, Drago was Drago was Drago's. So Drago was coaching his son. Okay, so he yeah. So the actor yeah. uh, Dolph Lundgren was in yeah, yeah. Uh, and Creed like two. they were in like exile and somewhere in the in the bare bones of and like the tundra of Russia fighting. And then a, a boxing promoter found them and got a match together, and it was it was awesome. Yeah, it was, my favorite part of Creed Two, beyond the like training montage, because every Rocky movie is a great training montage. Right, was all about Drago because it's such an interesting character of like after Creed Four they did a thing where it's like the wife had the kid and then just left the two of them, so they were like being raised. He's like raising him in squalor while the mom is still like banging like government officials for like. A while, wow. like it's such an interest. My watch Creed two just for Drago. Yeah, I mean it's, it, it's just it. funny to to think about this. This is the Rocky Balboa cinematic universe, right? I mean, it, yeah. you know, it's expanding out. Uh, you know, are we yeah. gonna get? Uh, there, there, there was um, there was rumors a while ago that they wanted a another famous a famous heavyweight boxer to play Clubber Lang's kid. Oh man, uh, and Mr. T's still out there, man. He could he could yeah, come back as a yeah. as Club of Lang. I'm pretty yeah. the fool. Dude, I would be all about that. All about that. I met Mr. T come on, my boy. At, at an event. I've got a picture somewhere. Uh first of all, he is short. He is I mean, you know, same thing with I mean, I think uh I think Arnold Schwarzenegger is like five ten. Yeah. You know, and I think the same thing for Stallone and Mr. T. Mr. T's He's definitely under six foot. Like, I mean, like, you know, he was, you, you know, you see these guys on the screen and they're these big, you know, boxers or whatever. Yeah. You just yeah. imagine them as being really big guys, but they're, you know, Hollywood actors are not tall, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I met him at some event. He was like hosting or whatever and he was just walking through. And I mean, he, he was stopping to take pictures with everybody and you know, he'd shake your hand. He was so nice. Like, Mr. T is just a nice guy and i just could i can't get over how and in world of warcraft he's a night elf mohawk he's a what a night elf mohawk that's was that was the commercial that came out for world of warcraft when i was a kid there'd be some kind of actor or comedian say hi my name is blah 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 
Mr. T goes, I'm Mr. T, and I'm a night elf Mohawk. <laughs> I was not aware of that. For those who don't know, look up the commercial Mr. T World Warcraft. You'll see it. It's a really tiny purple elf, but there's just a giant Mohawk. <laughs> it's great. It made me want to play World of Warcraft. Mr. T. Yeah. Let's see. Um, it's funny. So you mentioned World of Warcraft. I got to find the article here. Hold on. And it is Stranger Things star David Harbour says World of Warcraft ruined his life for a year. We've all been oh, there, that, right? Isn't that everyone's story? <laughs> I mean, yeah. World of Warcraft. I play World of Warcraft. I literally, uh, pulling back the curtain of my real life, we lost a D&D player that we had for a long time to World of Warcraft. <laughs> literally, we haven't seen him in two years. Your story sucks, get- Sandwich. I'm going to play World of Warcraft instead. It's better. I was in the DM. I was the player. <laughs> All right. It wasn't my fault. My but party sucks. The guys gone. in my party suck. I'm going to go play World of Warcraft. He, he just left out of the blue. He didn't tell anybody. Like, we've reached out to him. He essentially died. And the only way we know it's World of Warcraft is because sometimes, like a mythical unicorn, you see out of the corner of your eye in the deep dark of a forest, you'll see his name on Discord and World of Warcraft. <laughs> and then you won't see it again. Generation. So he just like, ghosted you guys. He cut you all out of his life to to immerse himself into, like, into like, World like of Warcraft, a, like a bad habit. <laughs> oh, and that's funny. I, I I knew in that moment that the allure and the way that Warcraft just pulls you in that I've heard from my elders is real. That this this obsession that you download when you download World of Warcraft, where it's like I have to play, I have to make my, I have a raid. Uh, the raids are on Tuesday nights, and I have to be there. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. So, well, David Harbour said, in 2005, I played the shit out of this game. It ruined my life for like a year. I mean, I was like out of my mind. I was widely addicted to a video game. I was a night elf warrior called Norad. Anyway, uh, I, you know what? I mean, I when I was a kid, I would, I would joke, oh, I'm a video game addict. You know what I mean? Like, I like you to scrounge the house for quarters that I could take down to the arcade and pump into, you know, Pac-Man and whatever the, you know, whatever the games as they were coming out in the 80s when, you know, arcade video games were the thing kind of before you could play it at home. Yeah. And then kind of, you know, I mean, I had, I had the Atari and, and then, but they, there came a point when I decided specifically not to get whatever the next console was because I would spend too much time doing that and I had other things I needed to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that was the period of my life that literally, you know, a, a decade or so where I would have called myself an extreme workaholic. I was, you know, working way too much. And when the stress was really getting the better of me in, yeah, probably 2005 to 2006, um, I started to, I tried to play World of Warcraft. And it was very effective at stress relief because while you're playing that game, yeah, you're immersed in the world. You're not paying, like, I wouldn't come home and think about work. I would just, play WoW and not think about anything else. So I can definitely see how it was addicting. I did play it a lot for a couple of years. And then same thing, I, I let it go because I wanted to do other things. <laughs> so, um, you know, but if, if you're you in a... Do you game nowadays at all or not at all? I, I don't game at all. And I mean, again, I think a, a big reason is, like, I mean, you know, I don't know. I've got self-diagnosed ADHD, right? You know, I don't know that for yeah. a fact, but I do think that I've got it. So... um you know, I'll spend hours scrolling through Twitter and Instagram and TikTok or whatever, right? In the same way that somebody might spend hours sitting in front of a video game, right? But with a video game, with with 
with Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, with, with the social media stuff, I can stop at any moment and watch a TV show or grab something to eat or, you know what I mean? Like, you, I do that in the free moments and yeah. can spend a lot of time for it. But at any moment, I can stop and put it down. I can go do something else that also might be a distraction. With a video game, if you're in the middle of a video game, you don't just stop and go do something else. It's, it's a different kind of time commitment. Like, literally scrolling through Twitter, the time commitment is just to the next scroll, to the next scroll. Now, And I can do that for hours, but for some reason... I realize it's equally a waste of time as much as probably more of a waste of time than a video game because at least you're doing something in a video game. But I just didn't get into it. And at this point, like trying to sit down and play a video game is clearly a waste of time, right? I can fool myself to say, oh, I'm just going to scroll through Twitter for 10 minutes, then I'm going to go do the dishes, and then I'll scroll through Twitter for an hour. But if you're going to sit down and play a video game, you know you're not going to do anything for an hour because you're going to be playing the video game. You know what I mean? It's easier for me to lie to myself that I'm going to actually go be productive in just a few minutes of distraction. But a video game is designed to be an hours long distraction or more. So again, I I just, you know, I've specifically not gotten into video games. And then every now and then if I, when I've like tried to do one, I'm just terrible at it. Like fall guys, right? When, (laughs) when uh, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, when they were doing fall guys and they showed me, like I tried to play it like one time and I'm like, no, I suck at this. I'm like, this is just I'm I'm too far removed from video games. Oh yeah, your, your hands don't do the the things they should. <laughs> right, I don't. I'm not used to it. Right, you have to yeah. practice. So, no, it's it's fun because my dad is playing games with my brother now. He never did that with me. <laughs> he'd call me like like he. I, I know he thought I was a fucking nerd, <laughs> a little loser playing video games. And now he's downstairs. And let's let's play about let's play this. Let's play that. Like, now, hell? Is, is he into him or is he just playing it because your, your brother likes it? I liked it more. <laughs> it's not fair. Yeah. Uh-huh. Got to give your dad a hard time about that. Oh, I do. Sometimes. Yeah. Force him to listen to the show so he can hear you complaining about him. Hey, dad, I talked about you the show this time. <laughs> do, you, do you watch uh, Do you watch Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live? I see clips. I never watch. I never catch them when they're on. I catch the clips during the week. One of my a recurring bit on the news, right? Colin Jost is one of the hosts of the news, and he'll always like every like every now and then, whatever the headline will be, he'll like look at the camera and say, "Dad," like it's like clearly like this is what my dad did to me, or this is how my dad made me feel. Like those those recurring (laughs) jokes from Colin Jost always crack me up. Anyway, you have to. I guess you kind of have to watch those. So, Uh, let's see. Do we want to let's let's stick with Netflix since we were talking about uh, David Harbor and Stranger Things. Uh, All right. Did did we say Millie Bobby Brown is going to be making uh, the highest upfront salary of an actor under twenty for yeah. I think the I think it's called Make History. Um, no, no, she's making history. That's what it says. Uh, but whatever her next project with Netflix is, she's going to be making bank, which good for her. Oh yeah, I mean, how, how long has she been with them now? What were they like thirteen when they signed on, or a little younger? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's been a while. We're in yeah. season four, and there was a pretty big big break between a couple of the seasons. Oh yeah, I mean, she's like eighteen, nineteen now at this point. Yeah, I still. Like, I mean, she's been with Netflix for a while now. Yeah, and everybody still wants her to do like. I mean, because she looks so much like young Carrie Fisher. It's like have her do the Carrie Fisher story, but we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I so, mean, yeah. Netflix is really, uh, really struggling, right? The the their subscribers are down. Um, let's well, see. Because they're they're being point of my my Italian mixed Italian American French fucking stunads, <laughs> and they're just they're they're biting themselves 
for what's been successful for for years for them and it's like oh you can't share passwords we're gonna put ads in we're gonna do this we're gonna do that yeah i mean i it's the past the days of password sharing are going to come to an end very soon the question is going to be are they going to so so whatever let's say let's say they've got i'm just gonna say they've got a million subscribers right yeah but really there are two million households watching uh Watching Netflix, right? Yeah. If they yeah. had a way tomorrow to make it so that it wasn't possible to, to share passwords, they're not going to have two million subscribers, right? How? Yeah. But the question would be: Are they still going to have a million? As long as they get a million and yeah, one, they're benefiting from canceling the ability to password share, right? So, so, so what? Are they trying to crack down on people in different households using the same Netflix? Like, are they going to like IP track it? I like think how do so. They even figure I, it out. I bet it's going to be okay. We know your home, right? So if you're watching it from your internet address, from your house, yeah. fine. If you want to watch it while you're on vacation, you're going to need to get a text message every single time you try to watch something. You know what I mean? Like, so it won't be impossible, but it'll like, be a pain in the ass if, if you're borrowing my. I use password. my mom's Netflix account. Yeah, she lives in Philly. Right. So they're gonna then you're not gonna be able to do that. Or every time you want to log into Netflix. You're gonna to need to call your mom and say, "Okay, tell me what text message just came up on your screen, right?" Yeah, yeah. You, you know, so that's and because they already do it, you know. It, mm-hmm. it, so it, they're just they're a weird, be able a to, weird login has occurred. Is this you? Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna to need to either have access to the person whose account you're sharing to get them to send you a text every time yeah. you want to watch something. It's yeah. gonna get there, and you know, and, and at the end of the day, what'll happen is the people that are saying, "Oh, you know." I'll give you my Netflix password, you give me your HBO password, right, are going to have to make a judgment call. And then they're both going to say, well, I like Netflix more than HBO, so I'm going to continue to pay for my Netflix. The other person is going to say the same thing. Oh, I like Netflix better than HBO. So what might happen is Netflix may ultimately benefit because it's going to hurt whoever's the the lesser, who has lesser popularity is going to be the one people are going to let go. Once they all crack down on the sharing, because there's some out there that like, well, I wouldn't pay for that, but if somebody already has it, then I'll watch some of their shows, right? Oh yeah, not that not, that, like it, not that anyone in this show would do that, but I mean, you know, people oh, yeah. out there do that. No, like I like the idea of Hulu of having access to Hulu. I'm not saying you know, if someone's like, oh hey, do you want to use my Hulu account? Sure, maybe I don't talk to them anymore. Maybe I still have the login information. Who knows? <laughs> I saw I saw a TikTok of this woman that said she she like went on a Tinder date with a guy, like a first date, and she said something about not having Netflix, and he goes, What? That's ridiculous. You need to watch these shows, whatever. And he like logged in on Netflix, like on her phone or whatever. And then they never even had another date. And it's been years later and she's still able to watch Netflix on this dude's account. He hasn't like canceled. She's got her own I, I don't know if she's got her own uh ID on it or, or not, yeah. but like she said that she's had other dates and other even boyfriends that say, "Oh, well, no, let, why don't you use my Netflix?" And she's like, "No way, man! This guy's been consistent for years. I'm not gonna, ca- I'm not gonna switch it to you, and then you, you know, cancel me after a, a couple of months. I'm gonna keep this guy going." I just thought that was funny that she's literally been sharing this guy's password and hasn't talked to him. He had one date yeah. with him, never saw him again, and but is still using his Netflix. That's his line. He just goes around giving women his Netflix from, uh, from city to city. Uh, let's see what else is going on with Netflix. Uh, they've the Aaron the the Black Mirror cast has been announced, right? You got Aaron Paul, Josh Hartnett, 
uh, Kate Mara, Zazie Beats. So, you know, I'm looking forward to the new Black Mirror. So what is that one again? Black Mirror? Yeah. You've never seen any Black Mirror? Nope. All right. Let me ask you, do you know what the Twilight Zone is? Yes. Okay. The so Twilight Zones always have some kind of some kind of twist ending. It's usually showing us how what how shitty human beings are, right? That's kind of the, the premise, the plot of a Twilight Zone. Uh-huh. Black Mirror is modern Twilight Zone, all kind of based on technology. So there's always some kind of twist. It's always influenced by modern technology, maybe just a little bit in the future, something that's maybe, you know, very reasonable and could happen, but we're not quite there yet. Um, mm-hmm. So, for example, the first episode of Black Mirror, which, by the way, you should watch, because Black Mirror is absolutely fantastic. Every single episode of Black Mirror is outstanding. Um, but they're all they're all super dark. You know, it almost could be depressing. Like, when you watch them, they're, like, it, yeah. you know, it, they're not happy episodes, right? They're all pretty, pretty dark. First episode is everybody in the future has kind of a, a, a thing implanted in their brain so you can basically just remember, you can play back your memories. Whatever you, whatever you see is recorded and you can scan through it and see what you've recorded, see what happened that day, remember people's faces, remember conversations that you've had. You can just scan back through it. And, um, you know, and it shows stuff like parents come home from, uh, from a date, go to see the, the babysitter, scanned the history on the child on the child's memory to make sure that the babysitter didn't do anything wrong and then the babysitter goes home so like that's how this technology is used right if you get arrested they get a warrant they scan your memories they can see the bad thing that you did right so i mean it's just that's the future technology right but the guy thinks that his wife is cheating on him and wants to scan her memories to prove that he's cheating on on him and that's like the whole first episode is about his dealing with thinking that his wife is cheating with him, blah, blah, blah. I won't even spoil the first episode. But that's just one example. There's another one that is, uh, well, the Christmas episode with John Hamm is like a double episode. It's like a a two-hour movie. And it still messes me up. Like, when I think about what happens in that and the way that the technology is used, it, it just... It just blows me away. And I don't want to, I don't want to even say anything more about the plot. If you haven't watched Black Mirror, you should watch it. Um... And I'm excited about a, about a new season. I think that they literally like put it on hold because our current state of the world is so bad <laughs> that they're like, it's it's too close to Black Mirror. We need to take a break. And then now they're going to come up with you know a, a new season of it. So I would I would strongly strongly represent rec- recommend um, yeah. Black Mirror. So speaking of Netflix. Have you seen uh, Sandman yet at all? I haven't. I haven't got to see it yet. I'm really interested in seeing Sandman because I, I like, uh, I loved American Gods and I loved, uh, what's the other game in one, uh, um, about the angels? Good Omens. Good Omens. Those were both fantastic. So I'm sure Sandman's going to be great. Um, I just, you know, have not had a chance to see it yet. I think I heard good things, but I'm not sure yet. I gotta. I look into it. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm sure that uh, that'll be one Kev will want to talk about, and maybe once we finish watching Umbrella Academy and talk about that, we can jump into uh, to the sand to Sandman. Uh, there's an article about Neil Gaiman that basically says he's like, I can't do superheroes, but I do gods pretty well, right? Like his his story, like <laughs> his it's just a different, you know, it's still people kind of with powers, but his stories are different and and darker, and yeah. and so yeah, I mean, you know, Neil Gaiman is obviously immensely talented, so oh yeah. 
should it's be funny. Good. Initially, when I hear things like that, I want to say like, "Man, what do you know?" It's like, well, you know, he knows a lot, so he knows what he needs to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like initially, I want to be like, uh, like offense, like, "Hey, you." It's like, "Oh, wait, it's you. Sorry, sorry, you're okay. You're good." <laughs> I'm sorry, I said anything. <laughs> <laughs> see. Uh, let's see. We'll finish out uh, Netflix Witcher season three is on hold because uh, Henry Cavill uh, tested positive for COVID. Yeah. I'm sure that's just a you know minor setback. Uh, and then they're also working on uh, Cameron Diaz is coming out of retirement to be in a Netflix movie with Jamie Foxx. So look hmm. forward to that sometime in the future. I I do enjoy Cameron Diaz, so I'm very excited. Although you know. It's been a while since when she, I think she stopped acting in like 2016, 2014, something like that. I mean, yeah, it says she comes out of retirement, so I don't know when's the last uh, when's the last movie she made. Let's look. Let's look on IMDb. Yeah. Cameron Diaz on IMDb, and then we'll go to break. So before we go to break, the last movie that Cameron Diaz made on IMDb, she's known for something about Mary, of course, and The Mask. Let's see. 60 films? Yeah. The last was thing in was 2014. Annie, yeah. Annie in 2014. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's almost a decade out of, in, in retirement. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, to see that. Um, let's see. Let's, before we go to break, should we title the episode? Is this uh, the West Coast Scott Witch Volume 2? Uh, yes. All right. And with that, or, we or, will. Or the B-side. The B-side. All right. With that, we will uh, take it to break. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right, here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices, like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh. <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's mm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> so call us on the GVM line 201-730-2547 and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com and also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. 
Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hello, this is Neil Gaiman, uh, writer of lots of different things, really. And you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the sandwich shop, Party Productions in sunny Southern California, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you're going to our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Hey, this is Big Kev, and you're listening to the West Coast. What the fuck is this I'm reading? The West Coast 
Scotwitch? What the fuck is that? All right, and we are back from break, and let's see. What should we talk about? Should we do... Let's uh, let's just keep knocking out some news with... When Kev's not here, we can get through more stories. We can do more quick hits, right? Yes. Um, let's see. I'm going to skip past the streamers. We've talked enough about that for this time. Um, so let's talk about some of the other networks. I know there's a couple... There's some Doctor Who news that's been on the, on the call sheet for a while here. Um... Next year, when they bring it over to the next Doctor, it looks like there's going to be, you know, one of those big events that they like to do on Doctor Who where they bring a lot of Doctors back. So David Tennant and Catherine Tate are returning. Wow. Uh, so uh, that's Donna Noble, if you don't know who that is. if You don't you don't watch Doctor Who, right? I have no clue. I met one kid in high school who was a big Doctor Who fan, and this is not a knock on Doctor Who fans. He was so obnoxiously into his fandom that it just turned me off immediately <laughs> where like everything was like a reference or a quote and his notebooks were kept in his TARDIS backpack and like nerd. He kept talking about some fucking screwdriver and I was just like, Oh my God, I was nerdy. But I was like, dude, I want to bully you. <laughs> Shut up. See, so for me, I mean, Dr. Who is, British sci-fi, right? Which yeah. is its own specific genre, right? So you mm-hmm. watch you watch Good Omens, right? Yes. So imagine that st- Doctor Who is just that style of storytelling, right? Kind of goofy, uh-huh. kind of quirky, odd characters, but more funny than scary, right? Even when it's a, even when it's kind of a serious topic, or you know, there's a a, a monster, but it's always dealt with kind of in a comedic sensibility. Yeah. And and my favorite author, Douglas Adams, right, who wrote the Hitchhiker's Guide series, right, he started as a writer for Doctor Who, right? And in fact, like his, uh, the sequel to Hitchhiker's Guide, the second and third books are based basically on a Doctor Who script. And you just kind of took the Doctor character out, put a different character in, and then all the same stuff happens because it's, yeah. you know, British sci-fi, right? It all kind of fits together. They, they totally feel like the Doctor Who universe, the Good Omens universe, the Hitchhiker's Guide, they're all... They all exist in this same kind of world of British sci-fi. It feels like, so be, that's what that's British sci-fi. You, yeah, and so yeah, and so that's why you know when they rebooted uh, back, when I think it was two thousand five with uh, Christopher Eccleston, and I watched it. I'm like, oh yeah, it's right in my wheelhouse. I mean, I just I really liked it from the beginning. So so they're coming up on sixty years of Doctor Who, and so not continually. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's been. On and off. I mean, well, since two thousand five, it's been going steadily, yeah. right? The new, the, the updated. But I mean, yeah, it started sixty years ago. So Neil Patrick Harris is going to be in that sixtieth anniversary again. Uh, David Tennant's going to come back uh, with Catherine Tate, and then Bernard Cribbins, who just just passed away, like within the last month. But he's yeah. he's I think. Well, it said that he was returning. Hopefully, he got his stuff filmed before he passed away. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I wanted to talk about Doctor Who because it's been on the news for a while. And then I also, we talked about uh, Giancarlo Esposito earlier uh, over on um, AMC, right? You've got Better Call Saul coming to an end. Yeah. Or I, I, I'm assuming that the series is coming to an end because they're hitting the time frame of Breaking Bad. Like yeah, this, they're, this they're bumping up right into it. Yeah, so, I mean, it can't go on. I think that this may be the last season, uh, and I haven't been able to watch any of this season, even though it's probably almost done. But Better Call Saul is 
so good. It's it's different than Breaking Bad, but it's still just again the stories are good. No, I, the, I heard it does a good job of like I'm gonna say living in the universe and like mm-hmm. it works. It works. It works. It works so well. Now, did you did you watch Breaking Bad? I did watch Breaking Bad. I never. I I watched maybe half of the first season, and it's not that I didn't like it. I just never went back to it. So, and uh, Better I, Call Saul. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it it certainly it may have taken a little bit to ramp up. You know, you got to in a in a show like that. You know, you've got to. It takes a little time to ramp up the the tension, yeah. the danger, right? And then yeah. in a show like Better Call Saul, it just keeps ramping up for the rest of the series, right? Just like it did with Breaking Bad, right? It always like the next season. Oh, yeah. It's a bigger, big bad. It's a the danger is worse and worse and worse. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. And so they they just they do it well. And I mean, there's, there's talks of a, a Gus Fring spinoff, right? They just you know, I mean. Honestly, who could get I mean, enough of that character because he's so that, great? That universe. I mean, I don't know anyone who would have thought that that universe would have been going on for this long. At this yeah. point, like, I remember kids in high school being like, "Dude, Breaking Bad is so cool," and like, "Dude, I love Breaking Bad." And now it's like, "Oh, now we're getting a Gus Fring show," you know? And we're how many years removed from the start of Breaking Bad? And then I think that's like the only AMC show right now that's. I, I feel like didn't run its course yet because I feel like Walking Dead's run its course, but we still we're still doing it where it's like, oh, right, we got like five shows and they're all like okay. But Breaking Bad, yeah, they've only had the two shows, but it's like it's been good content. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, Walking Dead for me just lost my interest, but Better Call Saul, Breaking, Breaking Bad never did, and Better Call Saul yeah. hasn't either. Uh, I just have not had time to to get into the new season. They actually just put a uh, like a bronze statue of Walter White, Jesse Pinkman in Albuquerque. It was just funny. Like, you know, oh yeah, a show that celebrated our town with meth dealers. Let's let's memorialize them. I don't know if it was officially you like it's funny. Did you ever see um El Camino, the movie? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I liked it. And I, I actually just watched it again semi recently. I mean yeah, well it was fine. I mean, you know, it was nice to see some uh some closure for Jesse, right? I mean, you know. But yeah, so that the the statues are like in front of the convention center in Albuquerque. So yeah, here's our local famous meth dealers. Welcome to Albuquerque. <clears throat> now, did I tell you my uh, Breaking Bad story? No. So, <clears throat> you know, you can go, the, the house that Walt lived in is in the Albu- greater Albuquerque area, right? The house that, they, mm-hmm. that he threw the pizza on top of, right? Yes. And so apparently the people that owned it, you know, and rented it out for the locate, you know, for the external shots for it, right? So they got paid. Yeah. To have their house used in Breaking Bad, right? But then, you know, fans of the show would just go and throw pizzas on their roof, right? So they got super pissed. And so if you go there today, there's a a, a big, like, iron, wrought iron gate all around the property. <laughs> uh, there's a bunch of, like, external cameras and big signs that saying you're being filmed. And then apparently the owner just sits in the fucking driveway in a... In a in a folding chair like all day every day so that you can can't get just a so like we pulled up across the street like as soon as we drove by like the person like walked out and just like was staring at us and like we we kind of turned the car around and and like so their the their house is like at at a t of of the residential neighborhood right so we're in the street going towards the house pulled over to the side of the road the person literally is sitting in the front in front of the house i I can't remember if they had their like phone out, like filming us or not. 
Like, like, so literally, if you just want to like step out and take a picture of the house, the person is there to fuck up your picture. And if you'll go, if you go walk towards the house, the person like yells at you apparently. So like, they just spend their life now hassling fans that want to take a picture of the house. Now I get it; it's their house and everything. But and some fans are assholes, maybe, and go throw a pizza on their roof. But I mean, if you're on the public sidewalk and want to walk by and take a picture of yourself, you know, there's and they yell at people for that. So anyway, we didn't we didn't even get out. We just like took a picture through the windshield of the of the house and then just left. But it's just it's just funny. The person is like is is angry that they ruined their life by you know getting paid to let their house be used in Breaking Bad because people want to go take pictures of themselves in front of the house. I mean, how much do you think they got paid and probably get paid in like World or something to have their house be used for for a show like that? Because I can imagine if they really wanted to, they could move. I mean, that's the thing. It's like the 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 house has been in the family for however many years or whatever. And yeah, they like they complain about it. And it's like, yeah, you got paid. And you, you know, yeah, you could move if you want, if you don't like it, right? It's like they they made a major a major tele it's like AMC <laughs> is like the local ABC seven show. You know, it's not your local local it's AMC. What do you think is going to happen <laughs> when they start filming a show with your house? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, so that, that was just, that's my story and lots of people. I respect their privacy. I respect the, the fence. Yeah, oh, I, absolutely. If you step yeah. foot, if you try to climb the fence, if you try to throw pizza on their house, absolutely they have reason to be mad. Yeah. But you, somebody, somebody walking on the sidewalk in front of your house does not deserve to be hassled because they're not hassling you, you know. You, you know, you leave me alone, I'll you leave you alone. But me taking a picture of your house is fair game. You know, you, you have yeah. a house that's in the, you know, in the public eye. It's public domain. <laughs> it's not publicdomainiverse.com. Yeah. We have, we got to work on that. Let's see. What else can we talk about? Let's talk about uh, comic books really quick. Uh, hey, here's the article title. Surprising no one, DC's Dark Crisis is an Infinite Earths sequel, right? All DC crises are Infinite Earths, right? They're all they all lead back yeah, to that. Yeah. Just like it's it, an omniverse. That was the last thing is they introduced an omniverse, which is a multiverse of multiverses. <laughs> I didn't even make that up. Oh, so let's see. So let's, yes, good job, comics. You know what was horrible? Can I tell a story? Sure. A good friend of mine who was a big uh uh anime and manga fan. Recently he wanted to get into comics. So me and my friends, we all got together, we gave him this big list of comics to read and he read them <laughs> all in a good he's a good he's a quick he's a smart guy quick reader so he went through all of them super quick also you know like a, a trade you can do in like a couple hours really just like sit down and do it yeah and he keeps asking us and not trying to be like rude but it's like hey guys do you have any comic recommendations it's like bud bud we don't you read you read all the good ones that's it you're out <laughs> that's really it because <laughs> like sad. there's some things like okay like he didn't like the art really for um the crow okay he didn't like the art style because it is a kind of it's a little like i'm gonna say abstract it's kind of like it's different than like uh, so like we've tried to recommend as much as we could we've run out of recommendations and it's like oh is there anything new and how do you tell someone <laughs> the comics so industry died 20 years ago yeah. there's no good yeah. stuff after we're, we're living in the in post-apocalyptic <laughs> comic universe where everything is just cosmic and or 
a new <laughs> you met old hulk time for new hulk <laughs> superman but now this yeah it's all um it's all the punisher is also ghost rider is also the herald of galactus that's the age that yes. we live in yes Oh my god. Speaking of New Hulk, so I remember we we talked about the story on on the show what maybe 6 months ago about like essentially Banner piloting the Hulk. Like he's in there and he's in control of the Hulk, but yeah, it's almost yeah. like it was a space like it was it was like Space Hulk, like he he's flying yeah. around through space. Now, have you read any of that? Do cuz I know Hulk is like your I've favorite character, right? I've seen bits of it. But so you're you're not like up on the current that storyline. No, because it sounded so stupid that I just refused. Okay. No, I'm just. But I'm just I know interested. what happened. There's like a scene where like he's piloting Hulk, and there's like a window got broken out. So people like he was like looking outside, and it it's such a strange how, how, concept. How is he me. looking outside? It's some weird thing now where he's both like physically inside i think and like psychologically inside or it's it's strange like like if you really? cut the hulk in half you would see yeah. like banner inside there inside the I body think, of the hulk like, don't quote me i think but once again i don't fucking know i don't know and it's a shame to end immortal hulk which was one of the best comics happening and it was genuinely a good, it was a good, I recommend for those who like Hulk tangentially even to read Immortal Hulk because it's a really good story. And it's a shame that that story ended for us to get Hulk the Smashtronaut or whatever the fuck it's called. Pardon my French. It's a mech? You, you turned Hulk into a mech? Yeah, I mean, that's what it sounds like. And that doesn't make any, any sense at all. Now, Immortal uh, Hulk. Are we selling toys somehow? Are we yeah. going to get. A, a tiny banner action figure to put in my Hulk in my Hulk Megazord in your Hulk head. Um, what was Immortal Hulk like? Smart Hulk or like Hulk Smash? Immortal Hulk, Hulk was like Hulk Smash Hulk, and there's also like they called him Devil Hulk, mm -hmm. who was like just like smart enough. He wasn't like a genius, but he was just smart enough and like dealing with like other Gamma heroes and repercussions of like the fact that they've they killed hulk and then he came back to life and like other gamma mutants are dying and then just coming back like a couple days later yeah so so gamma that's why it's called immortal hulk basically saying that if you're gamma irradiated you can't die yeah it's it's a, they literally go to hell and then you wait there for a while like a loading screen and then you go back mm. Yeah, I've got I've got a little like a little golden book from my kid. That's that's the yeah. Hulk. So it like, kind of lists all of his bad guys. So it's like, okay, so here's the Hulk. Here's the leader. Here's Abomination. Here's uh, you know, what are the other like, and then like the Wrecking Crew and yeah. uh, you know, it's just kind of funny to see kind of the classic Hulk villains. Yeah, you know, but and then they have him in the so in, and then he's in She Hulk in the MCU. Yeah, pretty prominently, I think. I think he's not. Her cousin anymore though. Oh really? They're not related. No, anymore. no. She says she says her cousin. She said she, say she, her cousin? she said this guy tried to kill my cousin. Like when she's talking about her her conflict of interest with Abomination. Oh, so okay. I so thought, yeah. I that's, I thought they didn't because I thought they said like that they just randomly ran into each other or something like that. Yeah, like no, it was the blood yeah. transfusion. What if? What if you could get like so she got turned into She Hulk from a. Uh, yes. blood transfusion. But what if it was like an STD and anyone that Bruce Banner has sex with like gets gamma irradiated and becomes uh, uh, 
Unless he wears a very special kind of condom. Yeah, that's a that's a that that's like tungsten strong. <laughs> All right, we've we've taken this episode in a in a bad direction. So let me reel it back in. Uh, how about Trojan video- man? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the Trojan it. man commercials. That's a that's a callback. Uh, there's a back in high school. One of the local high schools. Their their mascot was the Trojans, right? Yeah. And so we were at a wrestling tournament, and one of the one of the guys on on at my school stole one of their jackets because it said Trojans on it, and that was just that was just funny when you're a 16 year old boy. Huh, it says Trojans. It's like, yeah, like the UCLA Trojans. It's not it's not like that big of a deal, yeah. but for some reason, because he stole the jacket and it said Trojans on it, everybody knew that. Oh yeah, he's wearing that because it's a kind of condom. So anyway, <laughs> um, so let's talk about gaming news. Video games, GTA 6 will feature the first female playable character and new cities. That's cool. That's it. That's a, you know, the girl thing. And you can do it online, but I guess like for a character, like to play in the story, that's fine. So you've um, never been able to play, like you don't, you get to create your own character in so GTA, online, right? Online, you can play as a girl. Oh. Online, that's been a, a feature. But for the sake of the story, it'll be a girl, I think, for GTA 6. Okay, so it's the like main feature, a girl. The quote-unquote main character has never been female is basically what you're yeah. saying? So if you yeah. want to play the story, you have to play a male character? Yes. Oh, that, that's, that seems a little behind the times for GTA. I mean... Well, you know what it is, too? It's also like... It was also... It just... It made sense. Because, like, you know, the Russian mob didn't have many girl members in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess... A big criticism of the GTA franchise uh, is that there's yeah. lots of misogyny and you know oh, yeah. you, you well, right because let, let's be slightly honest all, all those gangs are just boys clubs yeah that do bad things right yeah and <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not wrong the, the female gang members are not doing the same things that the male gang members are doing essentially is what yeah. you're saying the criminal activity that uh, yeah so I mean I don't know I guess we're not try- if you're trying to be uh, listen I, I'm all for GTA six the last GTA five came out I think literally. 2013 i think at this wow. point or 2014 almost a decade yeah and it's still getting content online because on, online is very robust but getting a new game is going to be awesome because you know it's gonna gta is definitely one of those games that every time it comes out it hits like that and it draws everyone in and it's it's fun and like a new gta is always fun to play with everybody because it's like Everyone's kind of on the same level, you know, as you play. But when like, they're new, so you don't, like, step in uh, when the yeah. game's been out for a while, and then you try to start up, and then there's yeah, guys I don't, just, I, you just don't sniping noobs. You your house and then stand there for two seconds while gunfire and rockets rain down on you for for you to trigger going into the real world and just explode, you know? The hackers haven't figured out how to turn you into a tree. That was That happened to me once in GTA 4, mm-hmm. where someone was a hacker... And literally stopped me moving and turned me into a tree and said, now you are a forest. And then he flew away. I was like, what the fuck is this? But, yeah. Let's That's see. A- uh, let's talk about uh, Electronic Arts. It, apparently they're in talks to develop a, a Black Panther game. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I wonder, I'm wondering if it's open world or not. And is it like exploring Wakanda? That'd be cool. Yeah, no, it's just a side scroller. No, I don't know. I'm just hold, hold on. Let's, <laughs> uh, let's see. Also, do you ever did you ever do Sims? Uh, a bit. 
Yeah, so apparently you can you can choose the sexual orientation of your of your Sims now. You can good for let them. them. Yeah, so that's there's, there's been mods for that I think for a long time now, but now it's official content. Yeah, I think it's official, and and yeah. and I think that I think that it was saying that some people want that feature to be able to be ter- like a parental control, so you can turn it off. And I think they said yeah. no, like no, you just get to choose. So yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't care because I mean like it's it's a game, it's like going to affect the orientation of my kid. But you know, the Sims is a game that's been modded to hell, anyways, for generations. Until yeah. a Sims game comes out, they're like, okay, here's all this downloadable content made from the community, and they've had that kind of like stuff just there already. But now it's official, which is nice, you know, inclusion. Yeah, it's yeah, appreciated. Brittany is a has played Sims over the years, and so she's always interested in in Sim stuff. And then we always talk about the like all the things that she would do with it. And then I, I've even heard, uh, I mean, yeah, it's just it's just. Again, it's a time. My killer, younger right? sister plays Sims all the time, and it'd be funny because she she like she builds the apartment, she makes lives for the people in it, and it's like here's this family. They're like the car. They they do this and they do that, and then we'll we'll go over here to this family. I'm like, wow, you like really <laughs> put your time into it. Want to play D and D? Fucking nerd. Yeah, exactly. It, it well, it's the same. It's 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 Farmville, right? You're yeah, just it's Farmville. You, it, it's all it's all these things are, but um, it's Oregon Trail. Yeah, I, I mean, it, the, the funny thing is, it, it's like, you're just watching these little, these characters, oh, and, but you have to have all the, all the hacks, right? So you get, like, unlimited money, so then you can just do whatever you want, because nobody wants there to, like, wait through it. There was a phone version my sister had, where if you shook your phone, it would give you money. <laughs> so I remember we'd be on, like, long car rides, and she would, like, hit a button and shake her phone, and it would, like, reset, she'd have to keep doing it. Like hours there, cha ching, cha ching, cha ching, cha ching. Put your oh. fucking headphones in because I hear you're sending money. All, all those hacks. That's funny to get money. Um, let's see. It says PS5 finally gets 1440p support. Oh, know. does PS5 finally show up in stores for uh, MSRP? <laughs> Can you buy a PS5 yet? What that was, that was the joke, right? That in in Thor, in Thor Ragnarok, when you see Korg playing the PS three or whatever even though it's five years in the future because the ps5 still wasn't available that was a joke right yeah yeah um oh and then we, we're talking about sonic the movie three but apparently sonic the video game sonic three uh michael jackson's did the music for the soundtrack or the music on the soundtrack of sonic three was michael jackson yeah. music yeah so there was an article oh. about that uh moving over to board games as we get to the towards the end of this episode uh cyberpunk 2077 is getting a board game that's a video game, right? Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. That's the one. Cyberpunk, that... tw- I think it was 2077, was a very hyped up video game to not hit the mark. Um, since then, there's like a small community that still tries to be like, guys, come back. It's fun. I swear. That, that was the one that Keanu uh, Reeves was like a character was in, in right? the trailer. And yeah. then I think like he had, they made him seem so important in the trailer. And I'm pretty sure he was in maybe 10% of the game. Oh, okay. Now, once again, I, I know the sandwich is great for exaggerations. And not a quotable source. Don't quote me on this. Um, I don't think he played a major part in that game. But also, it was so glitchy and unplayable initially, which, you know, video games are great for nowadays. That's why you really don't pre order any game anymore because you just don't know what you're going to get and what you're paying for. Um, 2077 was a really good example of so much hype for a game where I'm driving down the street and suddenly my car gets flattened and explodes and I die. <laughs> All right. Well, well, maybe the board game will be less glitchy. 
Um, I hope there's glitches in the board game. I hope I hope I'm moving my piece and suddenly my piece has flown through my brain and out the city. Your gl- your piece has ceased to exist in a catastrophic <laughs> glitch. Uh, the board just disappeared. The board flips over and all the pieces go flying all over the place. Oh yeah, it's like poltergeist. It just starts fucking flipping and spinning. Let's see. There's also going to be a Warhammer Forty Thousand board game. Now, wasn't there a uh, an art? Is it a board game or is it a video game? You said. So this is a board game, right? So there was the RPG. It's, it's like a yeah. The RPG was called Wrath and Glory, and then okay. this is a tabletop board game called Imperium Maledictum. Didn't they have like Dark Heresy? Wasn't that kind of 40k? Or was Dark Heresy something else? Because I I could have sworn there was a system that was essentially like 40k, but like like D and D for 40k. That's what this is saying. It is right. It's a D. It's our. It's a role playing tabletop for 40k. Yeah. Because I think says- that exists, if that existed before and you know about it, call the GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. Because I think it existed before. I could be wrong though. I'm, I, I'm, I've been wrong before, and I could be wrong well, again. Well, no, there, there was the RP, there was the, 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 the straight out RPG, but this is a Warhammer 40k tabletop RPG. No, this is this is RPG. Okay, so it's kind of like, I mean, how do you describe a tabletop RPG? Is that just supposed to be like D, that's D and D? Yeah. All right. I was thinking it was a. A board game, but it's not. It's a role-playing game. Okay, which is not. I mean, so, so this is just an updated set of rules, like right? Because I guess so. because the, the, there already was Warhammer Wrath and Glory RPG, so this is just a different, a new, like probably a new rule book for it, basically. Yeah. All right. Which I mean, I I always appreciate more options for TTRPGers to play. You know, I, at some point, I do want to play a system outside of D and D. It's I just that don't time. Know oh, sorry. It's the end. Okay. We're not talking about D&D, so I don't get to use those, so that's okay. It's RPG. It's RPG. Oh, yeah, the generic version of it, right? Nice. If you if you are talented enough to uh, record It's RPG uh, in the style of the Stephen Lynch song, uh, please do that and submit it to us via email. At geeks13g at gmail.com. Or send us a voicemail of it. Yeah, just (laughs) call and and sing it into the voicemail. Uh, Let's see. Let me do one more thing. I'm going to talk about 4K releases because there's a whole bunch of these, and I just want to kind of put them out there and clear them off the list. Uh, So movies that are coming to get a 4K release, uh, a couple of of, uh, vampire movies. Let's talk about Mm -hmm. first about The Lost Boys. It's getting a 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray release. So, like, can't you see the strings now? When they're flying, yeah. Maybe. I mean, so, so you've seen The Lost Boys, right? Yes. That's a quality vampire movie. One of my favorites. Really love that. Movie. I do like it a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, let's see. How about Fright Night? The original Fright Night. They, they redid it recently, but the original Fright Night with, uh, I think, the kid from uh, Gremlins and then uh, Prince Humperdinck from uh, uh, Princess Bride. Princess Bride, yeah. Right? I've never seen that one. You've never seen Fright Night? Oh, no. so for, and it's got Roddy McDowell in it, who we learned in a recent episode is not related in any way to Malcolm McDowell. Um, so it's kind of a, a rear window type of story, right? New neighbor yeah. moves in, uh, kids looking out his bedroom window into the new neighbor's house and sees him, you know, bring a woman into the house and then, you know, vamp out and kill the woman, right? 
So he believes that his next door neighbor is a vampire. Nobody else believes him. That's kind of the premise of the vampire story, right? And at some point, uh, he, uh, it, it's just, it's just got some, and then, and then there's a character on TV played by Roddy McDowell, who's supposed to be like an actor who played in like vampire killer, you know, movies from like the fifties or whatever. And he goes to get that guy to, to help him like hunt down the vampire that, that lives next door to him. And the best part of it is that at some point early in the, in the movie, Roddy McDowell's character kind of holds up the cross and the vampire just walks up and grabs the cross out of his hand and throws it to the side. And he says, you have to have faith for that to work. Right. So the cross doesn't mean anything. The faith in the cross does. And I love that because then later on in the movie, obviously, you know, he holds it up and the vampire starts to laugh and starts to take a step forward and then like pauses like, Oh, Oh shit. He's got faith now. And he has to, like, that's part of, I mean, not to give away the, uh, a movie that came out in the eighties, but I mean, that I, I just, I, that's what I loved about it. the movie was that you have to have faith. Also, those are the things that make me realize that, uh, the vampire lore as portrayed in most movies is inherently uh, supportive of the of one religion, right? Yeah. And, and, and I mean, you know, and, and which I think is funny because like uh, Anne Rice, who wrote all of her vampire novels, right? She was uh, very notably an atheist when she started writing them and then she changed later on. Um, but, and then, you know, when you, uh, so was Joss Whedon also, I, I believe, a professed atheist who wrote about vampires, uh, but the cross works. It's like, well, if the cross works, then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> then there has to be something. It works in my story. It must work in real life, too. Well, no, but I'm just saying that if the cross works, then in your story, then you are basically saying that God and the Christian faith are accurate. Otherwise, the cross wouldn't work, right? Yeah. In the... Uh, in the Anne Rice books, I believe the cross doesn't work. It's just the sun, and none of the rest of it matters because it's not about the cross. It's been so long since I've read the Anne Rice novels, I don't remember if that's true. Anyway, if you like vampire movies, uh, Fright Night, I highly recommend, and then everybody has seen The Lost Boys. What else we got? Um, the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead is coming to 4K from The Shout Factory. Um, I'm sorry, from Screen Factory. Scream Factory. I think that's a subsidiary of Shout Factory, though. And, um, and, yeah, and the, so those are some 4K releases. And uh, When do we get in the next couple Ks? I don't know. We're going to get 5K, 6K. How many yeah. Ks? Uh, the human eye can't see more than 4K anyway, right? We're already beyond what our eye can differentiate. Oh, that's, that's quite our talk. <laughs> I want at least 6Ks out of you, son. 6K. Just keep, just keep going. So, I don't know. All right. What do you think? Should we wrap this episode up? Yeah, I guess so. Got anything else to anything else on the on the sandwich uh, sandwich on side sandwich of things? Mind. No, no, I think I think we're good. I think we wrap it up there. All right, we well, good to have Kev back so we can talk about uh, some more stuff. Yeah, there's a couple there's a couple of stories that that I saved there. And I'm sure he'll want to chime in at least on on Sandman as well. Um, um, but I by feel the like next time we come back, we'll also have some new D and D content. New D and D content. It's D and. All right, that's good. We'll uh, we'll get some of that coming up. Um, do you, do you want to do any of the other ones? What, what do you think uh, we should do? What do you think we should talk about? What I think we should it talk about It doesn't matter is... what you think! I'll just get that one in there and then... <laughs> no, that was a good one, Kenobi. Oh. Hello there. Got it. I got it. <laughs> it, it was a, like, I'm saying it, seeing how quickly you... Oh! <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, listening to that last one, uh, the last episode, 
Kev okay. literally said, oh, yeah, he wasn't paying attention, Kenobi. Like, he just, Hello I mean, he, he just threw it in there, like, yeah. like so casually. And I'm like, God, and I missed it because I was just laughing at, get, at catching you with uh, Firefly. Yeah. Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care, I'm still free. You can't take the sky from me. Take me out to the black. Tell them I ain't coming back. Burn the land and all the sea. You can't take the sky from me. Yeah, I think that that bit's gonna be <laughs> nice. That bit's gonna be there every time. I think anybody says it now. And um, oh yeah, you know what? I think a new bit I'm gonna add right now. Anytime we say OG, ooh the lolly. Just more buttons that I have to be ready to press, right? Oh that's yeah, that's the problem. So, I, what you need to do is you need. You ever seen what was that? Fucking the, the like gaming glove thing. <laughs> the oh, what was the? What, what was, was the Nintendo Power Glove, right? The Power Glove. You need a Power Glove, the soundboard to your hand. <laughs> So you can just like flick your fingers when you want to hit the right soundboard. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds like a plan. We should get that. I mean, I I love I love to the... find a power glove. Yeah, if you have a power glove that you would like to donate to Geek Stuff, TNG, call the GVM line. Two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. All right, do the plugs. All right, you can find me on Instagram and Xbox One. No, not Xbox One anymore, guys. Just Fortnite at. Fat Dumbledore, F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. And what about Kev? You can find Kev at BK Geek Stuff everywhere but Xbox, where he's Big Kev GS. Yes, I think so. And then you can find me at uh, Pide Scott, P-I-D-A-Y-S-C-O-T-T on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Uh, again, going to try to be getting the the old podcast, the personal podcast that I do with my wife up and running again. So uh, if you want to catch some more Scott-related material, head on over there and check that out. And um, with that, we will end this episode, episode 691, the one we're calling uh, West Coast Scott Witch 2 Electric Boogaloo. The way we end some episodes by saying Good night, Roger E. Mosley. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.
Good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>